you're listening to the Multifaceted Mama podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Collins. Hey, you guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Multifaceted Mama podcast. And this week, I am going to be talking about protecting your peace while black and expecting. So the week that this episode drops is Black Maternal Health Week, and it really highlights the disparities and inequity within birth outcomes amongst black women due to racism in our society and within medical practice. Um, There's a lot of bias and um, bad information about just so many different things that affect the way Black women are treated and cared for, not to mention the effects of racism on our health and well-being as well. And a lot of times you'll hear that being black is a risk factor um, when it comes to being pregnant and giving birth. And honestly, I don't love that way of looking at it and that way of phrasing it because being black in and of itself is not a risk factor. Um, Institutionalized racism is what causes and really is the root of that risk. So I think that phrasing really kind of frames it in a way that's like being black is somehow in some way inherently problematic when really it's this society and these institutions through which we're navigating that are posing the problem and posing the threat to our health. So with all that said, I don't want to necessarily speak on the statistics and all of the details on that in this episode, but rather I want to shine some light on how to cope, how to navigate, and how to preserve and preserve your peace and joy during a time like pregnancy and bringing a life into the world that should be something that's so full of hope and expectation and really just a positive time um, in your life. So on one hand, it's like we don't want to be just ignorant and we don't want to bury our heads in the sand and not be informed on what's going on. But at the same time, really focusing um, on the reality in a way that there's a lack of balance with preserving our peace and trying to mitigate the stress that comes along with having that information a lot of times, um, I think that can be a big issue and be really problematic as well. So this episode, I'm going to share a few ways that you can protect your peace, find your joy, and really have that hope and expectation and positivity surrounding your pregnancy and birth in spite of the climate we're in as it relates to black maternal health. So my first bit of advice is to consume positive images and birth stories throughout your pregnancy. And also this is something you can do even prior to getting pregnant, but especially while you're pregnant and you're planning for your own birth experience. So again, when 
you're looking at the media, you're looking at the news, you're on social media, you're just staying up with current events. Um, it can, you can kind of get bombarded with information about the um, black maternal health care crisis. And again, we want to be privy to that information, but it's kind of like once you're aware of what's happening, then it's not something that you want to continuously consume as a person that is expecting. So something that I love to do was to follow accounts that depict birth in a positive, empowering, and peaceful light, um, and specifically those that feature Um, black bodies and black people giving birth because a lot of times, um, you know, our images really can be missing from that positive narrative. And there's a lot of really beautiful accounts on social media. I'm an Instagram person. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably know that. But one of my favorite birth photographers is Carmen Bridgewater. And so she's local to the DFW area and she takes the most amazing birth photos and not only does she take amazing photos just the way she even strings together the captions and just highlights um, special things about the family's birth stories it's just really beautiful like I look at her images and number one I'm like I need you to take pictures of my next birth and then two I'm like I want to have another baby right now just because the way you're depicting this and showing these images, even though, you know, it's birth, so they're raw, real images. It's just so beautiful and so empowering. So she's one of my favorites, but there are lots of people um, that are taking pictures of, you know, birthing people, specifically black people. And I think that's something really important to focus on and to really feed your fill your feed with. Um, so not even just those beautiful maternity pictures, which is great too, but more specifically the birthing process because I think that is one of those um, parts of pregnancy and birth that can be such a mystery is the labor process and just the unknown and seeing some of those beautiful images and how um, just powerful and moving it can be can have a huge impact on that expectation and peace and hope for your own experience. Also with um, consuming positivity, positive birth stories goes into that as well. So if you haven't read my birth story, I did actually share my birth story with Luca on the blog and it was such a beautiful birth experience and I did want to write it out not only for my own you know, records and just purpose of recording that for our memories, but also because I didn't have prior to... Be- prior to becoming a doula, I hadn't really heard any positive birth story. Um, The women in my family have C-sections and that was kind of, you know, what my experience was and what I knew and the feedback that I heard within my own family and environment about birth. And I didn't have really any friends, close friends that were giving birth just yet. We all kind of had babies around the same time and we're going through it together. So seeking out those positive stories is gonna be really impactful as well. And again, once you kind of have the information you need about the reality of navigating um, the healthcare system and the importance of advocating for yourself and having the necessary information, then it's gonna be important to make sure that you kind of shift gears in some ways and um, listen to positive birth stories. There is also a podcast 
called Birth Stories in Color, and they feature birth stories of all kinds, specifically from um, women of color and people of color. So I will add both of those resources in the show notes. So I'll link to Carmen Bridgewater's page and also to Birth Stories in Color. The next thing is going to be to surround yourself with a culturally competent and informed birth team. So honestly, I could have really hit on this first because this is such a game changer. I think all of these points are important, but, um, you know, when it actually comes to your own personalized experience, as you go through the journey, your birth team, I honestly feel like can make or break your experience. And if you didn't listen to, um, one of my previous episodes, I can't remember the number right now, but I'll try to link that in the show notes as well. Um, I talked all about building your birth team, but specifically on this topic, you want to surround yourself with people who are culturally competent. So who understand your experience, um, who are, are at the very, least maybe if they don't have those shared experience experiences. So if you don't have a midwife or an OB um, that is black to at least have somebody that's going to be um, culturally competent, has maybe taken some implicit bias training, has been educating themselves on the impacts of racism on our society and specifically on maternal health outcomes. So for example, when you're interviewing providers, when you're having your prenatals, that's something that you're going to want to bring up and ask questions about. And it can be things like saying, hey, what is your take on the black maternal health healthcare crisis? And what do you feel your um, part is or your impact should be as a provider on combating these statistics? Or what training and education do you have on these topics that helps you to specifically serve um, black families during this current climate with the maternal health care crisis? Those are going to be questions that you're going to want to ask. And if they don't have answers or if you're not satisfied with the answer or they kind of gloss over it, then, you know, that's probably going to let you know that provider might not be the person um, or, you know, might not be the practice for you when it comes to really understanding how important this is because another thing is they're going to need to be diligent about um, following up with you, guiding you through this process, being aware of some of the ways that, um, you know, different health concerns and issues arise specifically within black populations. So that's going to be super key. Along with that, not just your primary provider, so your midwife or OB-GYN, but also having a doula. Um, I talked about this as well in detail. So a doula is going to be a trained support person for the pregnancy and labor and oftentimes postpartum periods. So some people kind of think of doulas as coaches. There's different kind of, there's so many different roles that doulas play, right? They can be somewhat of a coach, an advisor, um, someone who's going to educate and inform, provide emotional support, provide resources, so many different things, so many different hats that doulas wear. But the same thing goes for them when you're interviewing um, throughout that process. So 
Again, I do talk more about doulas in a previous episode and in my um, Empowered Pregnancy ebook, I have all of those questions that you're going to want to ask, not just provide your provider, but also your doula. So that'll be in the show notes as well for you to check that out and really, um, you know, ask those questions, do your research and don't, don't just assume for starters and then don't feel like If you have a provider or a doula or an educator or whatever on your team or you're considering hiring them, don't feel like you have to settle because at the end of the day, you are a consumer. Um, You're the person that's making the investment for, you know, these medical or healthcare services for this prenatal care and birth experience, education, whatever it may be. And You can definitely treat it like that when it comes to interviewing, doing your research, getting those referrals. It really adds so much more stress when you're going into your pregnancy and birth experience feeling not only like you have to advocate for yourself, but you are in an environment where you're fighting essentially with your team just for you to be treated with basic um, dignity and to have autonomy in your decision making to be able to um, have that shared decision making experience where you're able to talk things through, ask questions, whatever you need to do to feel comfortable. So um, if you're in a situation where you're feeling like whoever's on your team doesn't really get it and you're having to go above and beyond to really fight for attention, fight for the kind of care that you want. If you are in a position to reach out to other providers or change providers, even hire additional support um, to help you advocate, absolutely do that because it is just so freaking stressful to go into that whole experience and go through the experience more stressed than you have to be because there's already just an inherent level of stress most of the time as it is. Okay, moving on to the next thing, and this is a great segue because we just touched on this, and that next thing is going to be managing your stress levels. So I think the whole pregnancy experience and birth, there's just like a certain level of stress that comes with it because even if you've had a baby or babies before, it's still a big life change to be bringing another human into your family unit. Um, There's just so many moving pieces and it's taxing on you physically, just, you know, sharing your body with growing another human. So it's kind of like, I think about it like, and I mean, I think this is something to just in general, in our society, kind of like, you know, watch your stress, don't be stressed out, like try to relax. And so that is something that I think is really important to take to heart, especially if you are black and expecting, because a lot of that stress and the way our physiology specifically responds to the stress that has to do with racism and racialized trauma, those are the things that can contribute to some of the health issues that we see. So it's kind of like we're dealing with this baseline level of stress, if you will, just being pregnant, and then you add on racism, and then anything else, it just kind of piles up, right? So managing your stress is going to be really key, and that can be one of those things that's kind of like, okay, well, 
you know, what do I do? How do I do that? So I'll share with you guys a few of my favorite things, my top things that I do for myself and also that I recommend. Of course, I'm going to recommend getting adjusted. So when it comes to chiropractic care during pregnancy, a lot of times we think about it just from the structural aspect. And obviously you have like a watermelon in your pelvic bowl. And so that's going to make your back hurt, right? That's a given. <laughs> that's a given um, when it comes to people are like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, the curves of your spine are changing. Your joints are getting loose. Like your hips are opening up to make room for baby. There's a lot of aches and pains that can come along with that that do not have to because with chiropractic care, we help the body adapt. We optimize the function. Just basically keep your body tuned up so you don't start feeling broke down, right? There's that that side of things. But also the other side of it is the fact that Chiropractic care helps to increase the parasympathetic tone of the body, which is that rest and digest state. So getting adjusted is a way to kind of press the reset button on your nervous system, help your physiology relax. And even a lot of times, um, just from my own personal experience, and when I have moms get off my table after their adjustments, they just tell me how relaxed they feel. Um, they rest better. It just has a global effect on helping to manage that uh, stress response, how you're feeling and processing stress. So that's the number one thing. The other thing is going to be um, utilizing breath work and any kind of meditations. And so this is great for your labor process as well. So one of the apps that I love for this is the Expectful app. I also have used Insight Timer and um, Calm. I know specifically Expectful has meditations and breathing for birth. Also, I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to look it up, but Hypnobirthing has an app as well that takes you through basically hypnosis and breathing. Using your breath is one of the ways that you can instantly, easily, accessible, create calm within your nervous system. So even if you don't utilize any of those apps, really just taking a few times a day, maybe in the morning when you wake up, at the end of the day, on your lunch break, whatever timing works for you, and focusing on that mental calm, taking some deep breaths into your belly and exhaling, um, learning to focus on your breath and just create that state of calm in your body, releasing tension throughout your face and your jaw, your shoulders, your hands, your bottom, everything. That is going to help to relieve stress over time and also it's going to help to prepare you with coping with contractions and riding those waves of contractions throughout your labor as well so you kind of get a two for one with that one the last tip on this topic of um helping to manage your stress levels is going to be creating boundaries and enforcing boundaries around just your mental and emotional health. So I am not a psychologist or a mental health expert, um, so I won't go into great detail with this, but really just having to get firm about, you know, if there's certain topics that you don't want to discuss um, with your family, your friends, or whoever about, you know, your birth process, if there are relationships or people that you know are really 
tense or negative, um, not necessarily, you know, icing people out, giving the cold shoulder, but just creating some boundaries for how you engage with, with people. Um, even when it comes to, again, social media, um, the news, what's on TV and how you're consuming media in general, you might want to set boundaries around that even, how much information you're consuming, if you're um, scrolling for you know hours a day, maybe setting some parameters for yourself for how much news you're going to actually consume or how much social media, just really setting up some guidelines for yourself to protect your mental space, whether that be, you know, people in relationships that are draining, whether that be certain topics that you don't feel comfortable discussing or can be um, triggering or just past whatever boundaries um, you have. And since I am not a mental health professional, if that's something you need help with, um, I would definitely consider contacting a mental health professional and getting some therapy um, if you need help for, with that specifically, but also just in general, it's a great thing to do to have that objective person who is a professional when it comes to mental and emotional health to help you navigate if that's something you're struggling with, or even if you're not struggling and you want to go the extra mile and um, get some professional help in the form of therapy. I actually did start therapy myself prior to conceiving because I knew there were some things about becoming a mother and just um, mothering and parenting that gave me anxieties and that I was kind of concerned about and really starting that therapy beforehand and continuing to have that relationship with my therapist throughout helped me cope and talk through all of these changes and feelings and experiences. So I can speak from my own personal experience that it was super helpful and such a game changer. So definitely consider that as well. So the last recommendation I have for protecting your peace and your joy when you are expecting in black is to carve out times for things that really spark joy and bring you happiness. These don't have to be anything over the top. This can be something as simple as walks with your family. It could be playing your favorite music um, on your drive home or even, you know, at your home. I actually made a playlist for my baby and I love to play music and see what music he reacted to um, when he was in the womb. So that brought me a lot of joy. Um, I know a lot of people say that, you know, don't worry about getting your nursery together. You're not going to use your nursery. But I honestly feel like nesting and focusing on some of that fun and cute stuff is also a great outlet because sometimes you can be doing the serious stuff, educating yourself, getting informed, advocating. And it's just nice to be able to pick out, you know, t- crib sheets or window coverings or cute frilly art to put in your baby's nursery. And Side note tangent, I actually did use my baby's nursery a lot. He didn't sleep in there, but I love to sit in there and nurse him and store his little clothes and change him. And he took naps in there. So I did use my nursery um, off my off my tangent now. But um, some other things that you can do when it comes to just bring you joy. Um, I had a summer 
pregnancy. So one of my favorite things was to go out and get popsicles from a really fancy popsicle shop that had like 100% homemade fruit popsicles um, floating in the pool, feeling the sun on my belly, feeling my feet in the grass, just all of those little things that you find little pockets of peace and joy throughout the day. So it can seem you know, frivolous and silly and like small things. But honestly, you know, we deserve that. We deserve the happiness and the peace and to be able to slow down and just be grounded and enjoy fun, silly, frivolous things and to just have fun and have joy for the sake of it. So I hope this podcast has been helpful. I hope you feel inspired and I will talk with you guys next week.